my G, George, James, whatever the hell your name is. Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a brain fart there. Uh, Thank you for joining us again here at the Straight Love Podcast. Uh, Jimmy James. Jimmy, Jim, Jim, James, and I are super happy that you've once again uh, chosen to join us. Uh, We're just tickled pink that, of course, you once again have decided that uh, Jim and I uh, get to invade your consciousness with our thoughts and feelings. So um, God bless you, and uh, we wish you nothing but good fortune now and into the future, don't we, James? We do, yeah. Whatever God is your God. Whatever God is your God, and God knows that there's a lot of them out there. Mm, I wonder right. how many there are out there. I don't know. That's a good question. There's man. thousands for sure. I think you I think thousands really. Yeah, no, there is for sure because I won't remember. I should check, but maybe it's Hinduism. There's there's like a thousand or something. Or but rather, th- there is like one god to kind of rule them all, isn't it? Like, isn't Shiva the one that just uh, I you know all she has to do is throw down a, light, a lightning bolt and thou shalt be smoked in? She, she smotes a lot of people. I don't know which one it is, but I don't want to say erroneously. You're probably right about that, and I'm sure, hey, you know, what's stopping somebody from just creating a new god, I don't know, now? That's true. Isn't yeah. that how Scientology happened? Good question. Well, I mean, Scientology. I don't really think about Scientology either. Uh, the dude that created that, L. Ron Hubbard, if I'm saying, if I'm- That if sounds I'm, familiar. Yeah. yeah. So, he was actually a science fiction writer, and apparently not a very good one either, <laughs> and uh, just decided, and I think he even conspired with people and said to them, like, I can, you know- it, uh, creating a religion is kind of like a billion-dollar idea. And then, lo and behold, ended up taking his really crummy science fiction writing skills and created Scientology. Well, there you go. Have you ever seen, uh, what is it called, Going Clear, the the documentary about Scientology? I've never even heard of it. I haven't either, but I've heard that it's it's quite revealing. Like, I don't know how someone who is a Scientologist, and I'm not crapping on Scientology. I really don't know enough, uh, a lot about it. No. But I would... Be interested to know what a Scientologist would say about uh, – because that documentary basically kind of exposes the farce that some people think that Scientology actually is. Yeah, it's tough to even – without actually knowing what the foundations or the principles of it are because, I mean, really, all religions are kind of stories, right? Let's call sure. it that. Yeah, of course. Stories, but uh, what's attached to most of them, at least the ones that I'm familiar with, are values, Absolutely. Values and beliefs. And I think that there are certainly um, avenues whereby religions can get a bad rap. But um, I've often found that whenever I do engage in any research or watching something, like you said, a documentary documentary or whatever it might be, is that when you peel back all of that stuff, really what it all is, is it's it's based upon values and morals and um, and really truly good intentions, not that bullshit where people are like, oh, well, I meant well. You know, meanwhile, you're holding the match and whatever's burning down in front of you. Um, <laughs> Isn't the road to hell paved with good intentions? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's the, there's the idiot that rules this, right? But I, I think they're all actually rooted in in – in good intentions and it, what ends up happening is because everything is subject to interpretation by man yeah yeah exactly and humans are humans the mm-hmm. next thing you know someone's like well no for me to you know carry out the the good intentions of this belief i need to you know burn your house to the ground <laughs> that's an excellent point jim and i yeah. think that a lot of people um will crap on religion without understanding that quite often it's because of the interpretation of man that has kind of sullied the whole religion mm-hmm. itself. You know, it's the one one way that one person has read the Bible versus another. And uh, 
I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I've, 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 we've talked about this before where, or at least, you know, my confession is that I've, I've always been very envious of people who, yeah. uh, uh, are so invested in their faith and they have something that they believe in so, so wholeheartedly, you know, I've, I've never been able to really find that, or I've never really gravitated towards something. And I don't care if it's a Christian God or Allah or who it is, if it makes you a better person and it gives you purpose and hope and a reason to live and it fills you fills up that void that exists in so many of us. Hey, I, I, I've got nothing but love and respect for you. And, and, and as long as you're not hurting anybody. There was never, um, there was no sort of religious aspect in your household when you grew up? Well, my mom is an atheist. And yeah. I, she, she might say that she's, she's agnostic now, but uh, she certainly was never shy about her atheism with me growing up uh, or with anyone for that matter. Um, my dad would say that he was a Christian, but certainly not a practicing Christian. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a household where religion didn't really play, unless I would took my grandparents, like my dad's parents yeah. Yeah. and they would sing Bible songs to us and we would pray together. You know, if we ever slept to grandma and grandpa's, we would. So they were religious. They were all ultra religious. Like just, uh, I think my, my, grandfather was a Sunday school teacher oh, at some shit. point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so religion was huge. There was grace before every meal. Like God was, was very much, they, they, I think that they kind of wanted to go overboard a little bit because they knew that my mom certainly wasn't interested in teaching us anything about the Bible. So they were like, whenever they had us, it was like, we're going in hard. So how come it didn't really translate into your pops? Well, They're it, his parents, you said. Yeah. Right. I mean, it did. It did. And I mean, my dad to this day would tell you that he believes wholeheartedly in, in, in Christianity and right. the Bible and that kind of thing. But again, it's just when, when I think when you're married to someone who doesn't share yeah. the same beliefs as you, I mean, how are you supposed to practice being a Christian and, and, and try and implement those beliefs into your children when your partner is pretty much against it? Right. And yeah. I don't, I, you know, in retrospect, I don't, I think that it was, it was, it was good for me to kind of see both sides of the yeah. proverbial religious story, I guess, maybe to a certain degree, having a mother who was very rational minded um, and then having a father who, who was a believer, yeah. like, I guess. Right. So, so how did it, um, how did that shape her view on existence, I guess, or did she share that or communicate that? Like my parents, my mom is super religious, right? And she practices. Um, what what religion are we talking? We about? we are Roman Catholic. Okay, so that's how we grew up. And my my dad also grew up that way. I mean, being from him being from Ukraine and my mom being from Poland, like that's predominantly, I believe, the religion in in both sure. of those countries. Yeah, but I think my dad more so um, kind of gets along where he goes along with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, not that he has. Like I said, he's still on board with it, or but just not as sort of practicing as my mother is. The but the interesting thing is, is that even in trying to speak to my parents, they really don't have much to share about it, other than that. Well, that's what they know, you know, like that's what they grew up and that's what they. So was it church every Sunday? Yeah, though, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. like we went okay. to Sunday school, my brother and I, and. But you weren't you you weren't a religious family, really. I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of missing. What's your definition of a religious family? Well, I mean, was it ingrained into kind of you know were you were you were you doing the grace thing before every meal? Were we you? wouldn't. No, we wouldn't do that. But we we did have observances that fell in line with like with with religion. For example, in Roman Catholic tradition, one of the things was that you wouldn't eat meat on Fridays. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Every it's, Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Every Friday. So I, I had roast beef today for dinner. It was delicious. Yeah. I also like that. <laughs> and my mom would, like, she would enforce that. But then you sort of get to this point where it's, I imagine that you just realize you can't control your kids at every moment. No, certainly and so, not. And so, and she's still to this day, like, she won't, she won't make a, she won't make dinner on Friday that has meat in it. Even now. Correct. Yeah. So it's usually, um, they'll make like some fish and my mom will make some pierogies, right? Huh. Interesting. So for example, things like that, but no, we didn't, you know, we didn't say grace before every meal or anything like that. So it's interesting. Yeah. They just, again, more so my mom, which made her the great, which has made her the great person that she is. Cause I don't think I've ever heard my mom say a bad thing about anyone in my entire life. Your like, mom is a saint. She's a beautiful, beautiful lady. Shout out to Mrs. Jaworski. If yeah, you're listening. Literally. I don't think I've heard her say anything bad about anyone ever. Wow. And, uh, and in fact, just yesterday or the day before she stopped by with some pierogies. Sure. She did. Yeah. But it's, um, they just, they never spoke outwardly about it. You know what I mean? So I don't even know what my, what their opinion would be on it other than that's what they know. So that's what they go with. So how do you feel then like about uh, religion in, okay, so let's, let's, Christmas season obviously is coming up here yeah. or, or the holiday season. Actually, I don't think you can even say holiday season anymore. It's the giving season. Come on. Well, I mean, not everybody has holidays around the holidays, Jim. So we're trying to be inclusive here. This is an inclusive podcast and I've had it with your bigotry. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you certainly can't say Merry Christmas. I know well, that for I'm sure. embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're being a little facetious. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that I've ever actually met anyone who's been like, Merry Christmas. How dare you? You know, I think it's for whatever reason. Fuck you. <laughs> You can take your Merry Christmas and shove it up your ass. <laughs> All right, man, settle down. Um, so, I, I, I mean, it's certainly something. It's a, it's a narrative that the that the mainstream media certainly likes to to run with and and cause more of a divide with people. Which is, you know, huge surprise. Yeah. Uh, but what I, <laughs> one thing I will say is uh, since they've taken out uh, once upon a time when I was a kid, you know, many many years ago, and we had Christmas concerts at school. Yeah. yeah. Um, we would, of course, have the baby Jesus and the manger mm-hmm. and the three wise men come in and all that kind of thing. And, you know, the whole story about Mary and Joseph and all that kind of good stuff. Well, that is, I mean, we're, we're so far beyond that. You, you can't even really have Santa Claus at a, uh, at, at, a, at a children's concert or anything like that anymore. Like anything to do necessarily with Christmas is just out the window because there's – a certain contingency of people that don't celebrate Christmas at all, right? Yeah. So now when I go to these children's Christmas concerts because I love my nephew very much and I want to go and I want to support him, yeah. uh, they have winter festivals. And basically it's about 17 songs about snow. It's the most boring thing you can ever fucking imagine. Like yeah. I, I don't – I'm not sure that my parents when I was small were necessarily looking forward to my Christmas concert with – but – my God, man, like it is just, it's so stripped of anything now that they just, they, they, they sing about snow and snowman. The snowman is probably going to have to go eventually because God knows that's not inclusive. And I mean, he is white. So that's also probably a problem. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to be, have you ever seen, I mean, oh, I, I, have you ever seen that? Uh, there's a South Park episode actually where they, <laughs> they talk about how, 
everybody's just fucking offended by anything Christmas wives and, and they just end up having this Christmas concert where the kids are just like they're dressed in just black and, and just kind of doing like circles and there's <laughs> no. like this trance music playing it's just <laughs> It's 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 so close to that now that I mean you know South Park is obviously satire but my God you know sometimes they really hit a little too close to home. It's such a it's such a challenging concept to me because the thing is is so as far as I know and I don't know maybe well yeah as far as I know which could be not much of anything I so disagree I, I don't believe that but I mean Christmas is surrounded upon what the story is of. December 25th and the birth of Jesus Christ. Of, of course. Yes. Now, again, going back to what we were speaking about earlier, if you peel back all of, if you peel back everything and you just look at what is the core of something, right? So mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, that the arrival, air quotes, can't see it, of Jesus Christ was to signify the hope of a better future, right? Like for, for all humans, for everything. Okay. And with the foundation of, you know, loving your neighbor, loving your enemy, believing in something bigger than you are, Mm. um, having faith, um, in a God, uh, the universe, a little bit tangential, but also related the disappearance of the universe, which is a book that offers just a lot of great insight and commentary. Again, it's just someone's, you know, interpretation and, and introspection on what they believe that Gary Renaud is actually, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Um, uh, about the, you know, existence and life of Jesus Christ and what it embodies. Mm -hmm. And really it goes back to what we were saying earlier that it's just, it's like a foundation in values and good intentions and morals and, and here's the thing, right? Like I think has been said literally a billion times over the course of history. Jesus didn't start a religion. Okay. Those thereafter used that as a basis of religion to achieve what I can't say I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having faith and, and having a religion. Um, but I just, it's like you said, it's become so stripped away. Yeah. And really, if we were to think of Christmas in the spirit of love and giving and and neighbors yeah. and loving your enemy and helping the less fortunate. Oh, and, totally, and, man. And it having nothing to do with religion and just saying, like, here was a dude that that's what his intention was. Hmm. Like, he wasn't, as far as I know, and I do know a little bit about this, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't smoting people. Um, for Great not, word, by the way. Great word. Yeah. For not going to church and, and whatnot. And I don't think he was the one that, you know, uh, orchestrated this whole system of having to confess your sins to a priest. Mm-hmm. And right. that's what absolves you and, and allows you to be, uh, cleansed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It really was just a function of, Hey, I'm here to tell y'all be nicer to each other, <laughs> sort your shit out the totally right bad. way. Yeah, yeah. And that really the kingdom of heaven is within you when you get there, right? That's why there's always right. those kind of goofy ass jokes about how, you know, Buddha and Jesus and Gandhi golf together or whatever, because they all were teaching the same thing, but everyone just associates these with these preconceived sort of ideologies hmm. and religions and, and whatnot. And so we take away because we don't want to offend anybody. Yes. Which it is important to be considerate. But of course. But why don't we just 
it's it's Christmas. Now, speaking of God, do you think that God is going to be a Thai cat or a bomber fan this week? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Now, we're, of course, referring to the Great Cup. Jim and I live here up here in uh, snowy Winnipeg, Manitoba, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are in the Great Cup final against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Huge game this weekend. Jim and I are, of course, giant bomber fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my face is painted blue and gold right now. Um, I, I actually, uh, you know, and, and staying, I guess, within this, this realm of, of, of belief and, and God and all that kind of thing, it, it, it is, um, how do you think, like when you see athletes, um, thanking God after yeah. a game, you know, uh, or, or, I mean, you know, anybody for that matter, you know, like a, a, an artist winning a Grammy and, and, you know, giving that one out to, uh, to JC, like, I mean, what, <laughs> There's a part of me that's just like God doesn't care, and then there's a part of me that's like, I, I the relationship that you obviously have with yeah. God has gotten you to this point. Yeah. Whether that's you taking home this Grammy or you getting a touchdown in the fucking NFL or CFL, or whatever. So you're in the one percent of people that are able to do what you're doing, and your belief has obviously, uh, or your faith has has played a huge part in getting you there. You know, so it's, 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 it's interesting because I'm kind of like this 50, 50 where a part of me is like, that's kind of ridiculous. And the other part is like, well, you know what? Hey, you know, like, uh, who am I to judge? I think when there is an actual attachment of sincerity towards it, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, I'm not trying to discount anyone, but maybe sometimes people just kind of say it because it seems like the thing to say, or, or perhaps not. Let's, let's go with the, let's give the benefit of the doubt and say that it's with sincerity. And I think what it is, I think it's actually really great because you know what? It's having gratitude for faith. Beautiful. Beautifully said, man. You know? Yes. Yes. I really enjoy that. Definitely. And so what I think would be helpful is to remove, because I think there probably is a little bit of it, which goes in line with what we're speaking about, to remove that sort of association of God with religion. What do you mean? Well, why does God have to be associated with religion? I don't know. Why can't it just be a higher being, a higher power? But that is who God is, no? Yes. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. Well, I think often when the phrase of God is used, the term of God, it's associated with religion. Okay. Yeah. But I'm what I'm hypothesizing is why does it need to be associated with religion? And where I'm going with that is I think it can alienate people. I just don't see how one can exist without the other. But if God is thought of as being the universe or your higher self, then you don't need a religion for that. Mm, okay. The um, I, like I said, I think what happens, I, I think it's a, I think it's an expression of gratitude for higher faith, which is a great, great thing, right? Like mm-hmm. even saying that kind of, it's good, good vibe, good energy, totally. Um, but then I think it can also pull people away because they don't have a religion to subscribe to, which maybe makes them think that they can't have a God to subscribe to, which maybe makes them think that they can't have a faith to subscribe to. And everyone can subscribe to faith. Do you think that that's almost kind of like cherry picking to a certain degree? Like I think that a lot of of, uh, people that are kind of putting in the work, so to speak, as a practicing Christian, let's say, that are reading the Bible and, and, and making sure that they adhere by the 10 commandments and they're, 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 they're 
living the seven deadly sins and making sure that they're steering away from, you know, um, all those different kinds of things. And uh, then they see somebody just kind of deciding that without putting in this work and, and being a good Jew or Christian or Muslim or whatever it is, you're just going to be like, well, I don't need to do any of that, but I'm still going to be spiritual and I'm still going to have a God. Like, is that, do you think that's fair? I mean, I don't, I think it makes me liken it or it makes me draw a comparison to, um, if you go to the gym and you exercise every day, you get fitter and you get stronger Mm -hmm. and you sustain that. If you go once a week, it's good. It's better than not going at all. It's better than not going at all. Yeah. Okay. And it's good, but it's not going to get you the greater degree of benefits as it were, if you were, you know, practicing under those. What a good analogy, man. Those good values and those good goals and those good intentions. So while, whilst I agree that it is kind of cherry picking, I sort of think it's better than nothing. I agree. And you never know what that leads to also, right? Also true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's also very interesting, man. Cause a lot of people find their way back to God and, and, and back to being, uh, or, or back to, back to as an example, or find God mm-hmm. to begin with, mm-hmm. um, by starting with maybe having that kind of a mindset, you know, like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a spiritual person. And then they start to maybe go down that rabbit hole and find that they want that, that, um, uh, structure in their life to a certain degree. And, you know, mm-hmm. Then they start, they find a church and they find a community that they really like. And next thing you know, um, they just become better people. I mean, geez. Yeah. I mean, I never, I, I, my, my closeness to what Jesus embodied, what he was trying to teach. And by that, I mean, what we were speaking about earlier, just the, the morals and the values and believing in a higher power that it's within you. And not all that other stuff that goes with the sort of um, the administrative part of religion. Maybe I'll refer to it that way. But I never was closer to it and became closer to it and became more believing in the faith than when I when I sort of turned away from religion. And when was that? My twenties. Is that right? Eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like when I when I actually when I finally started thinking for myself and said, you know, going to church because my parents go to church and because that's what I know, this isn't really doing anything for me. Like I don't feel any sort of um, intrinsic kind of, I don't know what the value is. And so I stepped away and then learned more about that underlying foundation. And then it, that, that's what pulled me in greater. That's Mm -hmm. what made me say, this is this is the foundation that I was missing that I never was exposed to. Wow! Because of the religion, and whether that's because of me, because maybe I was you know a bit of a bonehead on it, or whatever it might be. But yeah, it's so interesting. I guess that me sort of closing the door, so to speak, on religion is what brought me closer to what the underlying principles of it are. And, and really and the at, faith. And really at the end of the day, is that door necessarily even closed all yeah, the way, right? Right. Great. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, it's not. And it, that's what resulted in uh, a little bit of a difference. And I haven't been, you know, since, uh, since life kind of has changed for us all, but you know, I started going back to, to church and experiencing that. And I know you came out one, one, yeah, uh, sure, one Sunday and yeah. I think you enjoyed it or it did found very it much least, so. uh, constructive and yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have went more. I lived 
literally right yeah, across the street from the yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man, good discussion here. Um, uh, very, very apropos for the time of year that we're in right mm-hmm. now. You know, like we said, the holiday season, the giving season, Hanukkah, whatever you want to call it right now. Um, everybody has uh, a reason, hopefully, to, to celebrate right now for whatever reason that it is. And uh, Jim and I, of course, wish you nothing but a, a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, a crazy and quiet Kwanzaa if you're doing that kind of thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I and i very much love every one of you that's listening right now and of course jimmy j uh, i love you man i love you man all right thank you very much y'all uh you stay safe out there 